Okay, very excited to be joined here. We're at the Denina Center with uh, Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia and Senator Lisa Murkowski here from here from Alaska. How are you doing? Good to be great, with you. Good great. to be home. Senator Manchin, i got to say, I've seen you on the national uh-huh. Meet the Press and CNN. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of one of the main, with you know, with your vote on, on the infrastructure and, 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 and the, not basically, to build back better. Well, basically but, being in the 50-50 Senate, I don't know if people know this. You know, this is the first time in the history of the United States of America that we've ever had a divided Senate this long. I know it's been divided first before, time, but... Two, six months. Yeah, and then Jeffords flipped. We're going to go for a full two years, and it's never been done in 233 years. Well, I want to talk about the recent vote for Katanji Brown-Jackson that was yeah. confirmed. It was 53-47, so it wasn't the 50-50. But, you know, ever since Robert um, Bork, right, these these Senate um, confirmation hearings out. have been both sides kind of crazy. Uh, this one went pretty quick. Um, you both voted yes. Mm-hmm. Senator you're one of three Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like this was uh, – it wasn't maybe as crazy as the – Kavanaugh won, but it still got, you know, kind of a lot of the headlines. I guess, why, why'd you, what do you guys think about that? And, and wh- why'd you both vote yes? I voted yes because I think that the woman, Judge Jackson, soon to be Justice Jackson, is absolutely imminently qualified to be on the United States Supreme Court. It is as simple as that. She's got the experience. She's got the temperament. I believe she has the independence that the court needs right now. What is happening? What is happening is we, the process within the judicial confirmation process before the Senate has become so bitterly partisan, so partisan that even good qualified individuals can't, can't get beyond just a couple votes. And then we, we wave the flag and say it was a bipartisan well, effort. It, I mean, think about, think about what you have seen before with, with votes on nominees. I've had an opportunity now to vote for seven of the nine Supreme Court justices who are serving. Wow. So I've gone through a few of them. And let me tell you, when we started, uh, some of the Pretty liberal ones. Still got 67 votes. Well, a lot of the Republicans now voted for Jackson when she was in the lower court. But those don't get as much attention, so maybe nobody really cares as much. But the Supreme Court gets all the all the headlines. Yeah. Rightly let, so. Let me just say this. Our, we take an oath of, of office, all of us do, when we get elected. When we go to Washington, the first thing you take an oath to, to, to protect and defend the Constitution. And then part of our job is, as far as senators, is to confer, as consent and confer. And with that, we have responsibility to look at the facts. You're not going to find someone. If you're looking for someone to be at your justice, that's not our job. Mm-hmm. Our job is to find someone in the rule of law, has qualifications, experience, has a track record that we can basically evaluate, and has a temperament. And if you see all of that, even though they might come from a different persuasion point or a different political point, it's not, who we're, well, it's not us to find that perfect candidate. Because if I find a perfect candidate, it might not be your perfect candidate. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is I find someone qualified to look at you and look at me with blinders on and the rule of law. And I think what Lisa said, there is no reason at all, unless you're just, this is a political vote, to be honest with you. Unless it's a political vote, there was no reason you could find that this woman wasn't qualified to do her job because she's been doing it for quite some time. At the highest level, and we've been able to evaluate her. I want to ask you, you were both very involved in the infrastructure bill that, was it eight or ten, ten of you? Ten. And and that was kind of really highly covered in the 
the media. Can you, enough talk to you about that, Senator Murkowski, but uh, how'd that group come together, Senator Well, Manchin? the group came together basically because they tried to put the bill back better and put all of this in one three and a half to six trillion dollar bill, which after we just had distributed $5.4 trillion to try to keep us from going into a health crisis and an economic crisis of recession. We were able to do that. If not, we even overdid it because it threw us into an inflationary situation. And now we have supply chains and things of this sort going on. It makes it very difficult. And inflation is basically a hidden tax that's killing every American right now. All that being said, they come back with this. And the only thing I said at the time, because they needed all 50 Democrats, they decided, you know, when reconciliation, I want to say this, both sides are bad. Democrats and Republicans will both use it for their own advantage. And it was never intended for that. Reconciliation is intended for us basically to get our financial house in order. So sometimes you might have one party that doesn't want to do anything on certain things financially, and we just got to do it. And that gave us our ability to do that. Well, we got to the point to where I said, these are two complete different things. You've got a complete social overhaul, a social reform overhaul, and you have a complete hard infrastructure. That's the Build Back Better, the first Build Back Better. And they were both together. So I said, we have to separate them. I had to make a commitment that I would allow or I would vote to get on reconciliation for Build Back Better if they split it and let us go down the pathway of getting our friends on the Republican side and our friends on the Democrat side to work in a bipartisan. Lisa was the first one to step to the plate and says, count me in because my state of Alaska needs infrastructure repairs. I said, my state of West Virginia needs them. We had everything in common. And that's how we started and put five and five. And we started working that. They never thought we could do it. Never thought it could be done. And we just was persistent and got it done. And then they tried to hold it hostage. They wanted me to vote for the far-reaching Build Back Better, which I basically couldn't come to grips with. it. This is what was going to be good for our country at this time. And my reasons were you had inflation that I knew was going to hit us. And they said, oh, no, it's not. Remember all that they were denying inflation was going to happen? It was going to be transitory, as I, I recall. I remember a couple of years ago during the first CARES Act, I asked about inflation because I said yep. trillions and trillions of you dollars. Can't, you can't, catch you can't. You. I think some huge amount of our current money, current money supply, I think it's like 70% of the current, the whole history of the money supply has been printed in the last five years. Absolutely. You're always huge number. raising inflation with me. Isn't but, this going to impact inflation? Yeah, then, this impacts inflation. And I told him inflation was one reason we should be very cautious what we're doing. And if you remember, I said, let's take a strategic pause. Just pause, take a breath, let's see what's happening. Geopolitical unrest around the world at that time we knew was at fever pitch. We never imagined it would come to a Putin war, the atrocities he's committed on Ukraine. We never thought this would happen. But I knew there was enough unrest, and we knew that COVID, we were told by the science that COVID's going to have another strain and more strains coming at us. You better be prepared to do all that. So I said they threw caution to the wind. So they kept trying to hold that one, and then we pushed it through. It finally got done in Alaska because of her, is going to get $1.2 billion in infrastructure repairs that you'd have never gotten, period. I I think, let me just add to that, though, Jeff, because there were plenty of times where this infrastructure package could have gone off the rails. We were not, it was not easy. It It was hard negotiation for months and months on end. But I think you had a commitment that had been built because this was pretty much the same group that had done the, the framework for the for the CARES really for the COVID bill, the end of, of 2020. And and we had built a trust. We had gone through some hard, hard negotiations on that, and we came out on the other side and said, you know what? You you kept your word to me. You helped 
walk me through this. There was a trust that was built. So we moved from that tough deal to the infrastructure, where, again, Joe's right. People didn't believe it was going to go anywhere because we weren't part of anybody's committee. We were working outside the committees because why? Because the committees weren't working. They weren't doing their job. The Energy Committee was really the only one that delivered an energy infrastructure package through the committee. But we had built some trust that allowed us to work through the tough stuff. I want to ask about Russia's situation, but real quick, Senator Manchin, during this Build Back Better vote, you were, I mean, on every local, state, national news. I just kind of wonder what it's like to just be the, the focal point of every media outlet in the country. Well, it wasn't fun. I don't recommend <laughs> it for anybody. It's not. I can't even imagine. I mean, no, to have that kind of pressure put on you. But the bottom line is I, I come from West Virginia. People expect me to come home and explain what I'm doing. Same as Lisa. She comes to Alaska. The people in Alaska and West Virginia are no different. These are hardworking, good-hearted people, God-fearing. They want to do the right thing. But, hey, tell me why you're doing this, Lisa. So she has to give them an answer. I've got to give them an answer. I couldn't explain. We were, we were changing the entire social reforms. And the only thing I said to the President of the United States, who I want to succeed, I want him to do well. I've always wanted my presidents to do well. And I told Mr. I said, Mr. President, as your friend, I want to tell you this. Basically, the generation that you and I grew up in was a generation, remember John Kennedy saying, that's not what your country can do for you, what you can do for your country. Mm-hmm. The direction we're going right now, if this bill's passed the way it's been introduced, the country will change to the point, point where we'll be saying, how much more can my country do for me? That's not the America I was born into, that I've been raised into, or I believe is good for America. I want to ask about uh, Russia. The Senate voted, I guess, 100 to 0. Or yeah, boy, 100 to 0. Which I can't even, when does that happen, uh, about Russian imports? Um, I, this video has been floating around from 2018. It was Trump and was it Stauffenberg from, from NATO, and he's basically scolding them about, about um, Russian exports to Germany and Nord Stream 2 and um, it, it seemed like he had kind of, I mean, he said a lot of crazy things, but that one, he kind of, he kind of nailed it, um, with this Germany situation of some 70% of their, their ener- energies coming from Russia. Um, this bill just, this, was it a bill or was it a resolution? I guess the, the energy imports. What, what Senator Manchin and I worked, um, was, was effectively a resolution saying we should not be taking any oil from Russia. We should not be taking any natural gas or coal, no energy products from Russia, nothing to, fu- to fund Putin's war. We shouldn't be doing. We, we have options. We're a country that has access to our own energy resources. Not every country does, but we can. We should step up to do that. We had this conversation. It was at the State of the Union, and you were standing over there, and I said, what are we going to do about this? And he said, I'm, I, I think we need to, I think we need to be, to be uh, working together and do a bipartisan bill. We, we started that that night. And I think it was, it was just a matter of a day or so when we had first 24 co-sponsors across the aisle, ultimately 37 co-sponsors. This was what kind of kicked, kicked the administration in the rear to say, hey, Maybe, maybe, maybe we should act on this. They were afraid, basically, of saying maybe we shouldn't jump out there because basically our European allies were a little bit afraid because they were so dependent upon Russia. Yes. And thinking what America does is they're going to expect us to do it. Only thing Lisa and I said is we can do it. We have the energy in our country to do what we need to do, to defend our country, to be energy independent and help our allies. So why in the world we give $1, $1 for any Russian products that we can eliminate for him to be able to use it for the atrocities he's committing on the Ukrainians? That was ours. So, so uh, 
Got five, got five minute warning. Uh, R- Russia, I'm um, sorry, Alaska and West Virginia probably don't have a ton in common, but one thing we do have in common is, is energy. Oh, West absolutely. Virginia was a big coal producing state. Alaska, you know, we produce oil, but we've gone way down in the last, you know, several decades. But we have Anwar, we have the gas line that we talk about forever. We have this pick a field NPRA, in, in, in Alaska. Willow, Pika, yeah. And we're here for this Arctic encounter event that was brought up. One of the questions was um, almost like a negative about some SEC filings, I guess. I don't. Well, no, what, I, I, what it's about basically is our country. The aspirations of the administration, okay, and the people that support the administration and the far-left Democratic Party is basically pushing people to shut down any way humanly possible for any type of uh, fossil to survive. Yeah. So we're going to say, well, the SEC, Securities and Exchange, that may has to be a climate re- recommendation or an evaluation on everything, like from FERC. That's not their job. The job of EPA, the job of the Corps of Engineers, the job of the Department of Interior, that's their job to evaluate. Are we doing that within an acceptable environmental approach? They're absolutely usurping and throwing much more. It's like throwing the whole load of hay on the horse. It's going to founder. It's not unlike, what though, what, what you're seeing with the, the big financial institutions. Right, Wells in, Fargo and AIG. And, and, AIG and New York, and, yeah. They're all saying we're not going to finance in the Arctic. Um, Really, is it is it the financial institutions that that should determine determine whether or not we're going to be an energy independent or at least a less less energy vulnerable country? The bottom line is we do energy cleaner than anywhere in the world. Right. So whatever we replace, whatever whatever we replace from Russia, is five to ten times cleaner than what Russia would have put in, in the market. So. Why wouldn't you want, if you want to clean up the environment, use American energy. And you can't use American energy if we're not energy independent. So you can't stop us what the rest of the country is using or the rest of the world needs. Right now, 90% within the next 10 years, 90% of all of all pollution will come from one continent, Asia. Right. 90%. China has 3,000 3, coal-fired plants operating today, and they're building 400 more. We have less than 500. Well, per capita, you only get one, one, over a billion people in China, India. I mean, it's, it's just, well, they're just, just... It's awful what's going on. They're not third doing anything. of the world population. Yeah, and they're not stopping. They're not, you think they're going to back off? They're not. I, I want to ask you, Senator Manchin, um, it, it seems like there's been such an um, anti-oil resource energy development in the, in the country, but now there's, you know, the administration's talking about uh, increasing imports from... Venezuela and Iran. No, I mean, I can't, no, we I, can't, I can't believe, I mean, that actually came up, though. That was something it came that up. was suggested. I mean, It was the first place they this? went. Who's the first this? call that the administration made, even before the invasion, was talking about, well, maybe we can get production up in Venezuela. That's when I There was crazy. good reason that we sanctioned Venezuela when we did because of their political corruption. But if, if you're going to try to suggest that we need this resource now and you're going to go to one of the least environmentally responsible energy producers out there and think that you can pass the red face test, I think it actually caught up with them. Remember, remember Pretty when Hugo, embarrassing. Remember when Hugo Chavez sent some oil up to Nome yes. a long time ago? Yes, good, good, Sitco. Good, Sitco. Sitco. good marketing stunt. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have the most prolific supporter of terrorism in the world, mm-hmm. Iran, yeah. and we're going to support that? I said, are you people crazy? Have you lost your mind? Why don't you say, call, ask, ask the energy producers in America to do what they do best? We throttled them back. We made it almost impossible to jump through the hoops. I want a balanced approach. I want clean energy. I want wind. I want solar. I want geothermal. I want hydropower. 
I want all of that. I want basically fusion of the future. I want uh, hydrogen, green hydrogen. We can do all of that. But you cannot eliminate before you can replace. That's what happened in Germany. That's what happened in Europe. They become totally dependent. Right. And I'm not going to put in. I says, I will not vote to be in that position. And I won't. I won't vote for that. We only got a few minutes left, Senator Manchin. You've been to Alaska before, but I want to ask you, what, what do you, what's your favorite part? What are your, what are your kind of takeaways well, from the North Slope? Okay. And I, to see it, you know, it's unbelievable what I saw. But now tomorrow I get to go to Denali. But I've been here a few times. I've fished. I've been able to do all this and see so much. Uh, the thing about Alaska, and I've said this, Alaska is, is, is truly, Lisa has opened my eyes to what really America is all about, the great outdoors, what we are, okay, uh, the freedom that you get. And I tell them every night before I go to bed, I always turn on Alaskan station. I want to see what's going on in Alaska. What, what do you? What do you? What show do you? I, watch? I, I watch a lot of Life Below Zero. I do that. The last, <laughs> the, the, the last frontier. Remember the Alaska State Trooper show? That was yeah. They I canceled that. that. Yeah, I know. Ice Road Truckers. Did you ever watch? Ice Road that Truckers. One? I yeah. watch them. Okay, but I ex- always expect what's going to happen. Go over a hill and you have to pull them back out. <laughs> the, the other ones is how these people survive, and basically, the quality of life they have. And the peace, of, of, I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's very, it's very tough. It's, it's amazing to me how people thousands of years ago lived there. Yeah, but God bless you know, them all. It's just crazy. I mean, it's still, yeah, it's but such it's, a We're survivors. We're independent people Alaska's who a know how place. to live off the land and with the land. We're going to ask Senator Manchin, did you bring any of that infamous or maybe famous uh, West Virginia moonshine? No, no. You? Well, they want me to carry it. It's, 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 it's high explosives. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> It's that strong. <laughs> oh, that's, you know, I got to give you a quick story real quick. I have a good friend back home who's been making it for years and years and years. And he's always been able to give it away, you know, and this and that. And I say, hey, Dave, got to get you legal now. Got to get you legal. And I say, he said, I don't use I don't sell it. I give it away. I said, I know. <laughs> but you can make so much now because the laws were changing West Virginia for personal consumption. He says, okay, well, if you help me do that. So I got Laurie to work on it for him. And I said, hey, Dave, we need a name. What do you call this stuff? He says, it's farm fuel. I says, what? <laughs> he says, farm fuel. I says, why do you call it farm fuel? He says, if the tractor runs out of gas, it runs like a jet plane <laughs> when I put this stuff in. I got to try, try. It's not fireball, but it's. No, you know, no. It's, well, it's, they, it's, make, they can t- tone it down a little bit. But if you put a spoonful and light it and it lights in blue flame, you got the real stuff. That's the test, huh? That's about 120. Oof. Well, thank, thanks again, Senator Manchin, Senator Murkowski. I know you're Good both in a hurry today, but thanks for taking the time. And, oh, uh, thank you for uh, great, great, great seeing you both. Wow. All right, bye. Okay, well, folks, if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do one, get a hold of me and uh, make sure to like us on our podcast stations. Give us a good comment and review. And, and vote for Lisa. And, oh, there it is. And, and vote for Lisa vote from for Senator. Lisa. That, that's an endorsement, right? Absolutely. So. I'm a total. Here's a Democrat endorsing the best person I know in the United States Senate, Lisa Murkowski. That's a good way to end it. Thanks again for both being our Senator Murkowski and Senator Manchin. Thank you. Uh, thank folks, you, Joe. Stay tuned for the next one. Land, land.